Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Bingetown TV. This is Kathleen, and I'm here with Luke and Kyle recording our first Pitchtown TV recording. This style of episode, we're going to have guests on to discuss the pilot of their favorite shows and convince the Rooks and you, the listeners, to watch. For today, I was lucky enough to pitch the first show, and I chose Sci-Fi's Winona Earp. Ever heard of it? <laughs> yeah, I guess for a little bit of background, I feel like Kathleen has been talking about the show for longer than we've been even doing the podcast. Yeah. Um, it's been years at this point. So <laughs> finally, my eyeballs have seen Winona Earp in action. Oh, my God. And I will say that I enjoyed it. Yeah, it wasn't bad. And I totally am just going to be walking on eggshells this entire episode because <laughs> if you ever insult this show, I just feel like I'm insulting Kathleen's personality. So yeah. I'm going to, you know, and for reference, this is our second Pitchdown TV episode that should be released. The first one was one I did uh, months ago for on Kathleen's podcast, and it was for the magicians. So it just kind of works out that it's pretty much our personalities are the episodes we're going to pitch so far. And, you know, like if I was going to pitch a show, it would be the magicians as well. And that's what sure. I love about us. That's mm-hmm. why we did that first. Go check out our coverage on the magician season five. It's lit. <laughs> Rick and, er, I was going to say Rick and Morty. <laughs> Rick Worthy. Yeah. OK, so. Anyway, the first season is definitely low budget. And I will say as a I've seen this show six times through for in the last year plus, <laughs> which is okay, fucking plus, out of right? control. Yeah, year yeah. Plus. It's it's just got to plus. You know what I mean? So when I was watching the f- first season for the first time, I got hooked on episode four, just so everyone knows. Mm-hmm. And I know that for a fact. It's definitely low budget. It's this tiny little um uh fucking what Canadian? Canadian Jesus I was gonna say <laughs> Californian what the fuck am I drunk I wish does it get shot in Vancouver no it gets shot in like the frigid frigid Alberta like middle of fucking mm-hmm. nowhere yeah so it's low budget definitely it's it's a the first season the style of it is kind of like a bad guy of the week like a revenant of the week type stuff they get away from that this this pilot is very good. I, I thought it wasn't as strong, but now I, at, after the ninth time watching it, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is a very strong pilot for Melanie Scrifano as Winona. The other characters don't get fleshed out enough in this, and there's even more introduced in the second episode and everything. But I think it's a pretty strong pilot. All right, quick question. You yes. said the you got hooked on episode four, and is mm-hmm. it because of do they start introducing some big picture plot or is it because more characters that you like get introduced and get fleshed out? What was the reason that you think for like, what, what, what am I looking for? So it takes about three episodes to really get going. Like you're still in the very early stages of Winona working with dolls for black badge, like Waverly still not as involved as she should be. And of Mm -hmm. course, like, I'm not going to spoil it for the people, but the mustache guy is like very fucking important. He's barely in this episode. And Nicole Hot, Sheriff Nicole Hot, not Sheriff Deputy, spoiler, <laughs> is um, <laughs> introduced in the second episode. And the what this show is really good at doing is building relationships like just because it's low budget, the plot's really good and the relationships are great. It's, as you've seen in this, like the effects of the guys mm-hmm. like going into the ground. Like I remember just like rolling my eyes, like the fire really? into the earth. You th- you thought I, it was okay. My take was that it's obviously it's low budget television. Yeah. But I feel like it's low budget in the sense of it's more like 
kind of charming yeah than it is agreed like cheesy totally so i was like i I feel like they kind of knew their limitations and worked Mm -hmm. within it i honestly thought that like i did not expect us to see them like falling back into hell and i thought that was like a nice oh i love that about you yeah i just i don't know (laughs) i wasn't like rolling my eyes at it every time kathleen has pitched this show to us for the last couple years it's always been with the caveat that season one is way lower budget than what it gets right yeah. you always say that so i went into it with that lens and i agree i didn't think it was that cool. bad i expect it worse i will for the, Set the expectations for, dirt low for the hell part <laughs> i will say what was way worse for me was like the action sequences yes. that she got the first yes. the one in the beginning like the bus yeah whatever she like does like a spin or something and then the spinning kick at the end that made me want to throw up so they were both way worse okay you know what's really interesting and i ha- actually have a little section that i wrote the things that don't stick so the visuals of the revenants burning into hell that's not that doesn't stick it goes for like maybe half the season and then they kind of get rid of it they'll show like a glow in winona's eyes instead you know what i mean like it's like just representing that it's still happening but they don't really show it it's like you um, know what's his name from uh atlas and borderland the the glow from his eyes when he's looking in the fire at the end oh uh Agni. <laughs> it's like Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone when he when the glow. Never mind. Okay. So, <laughs> hey, you guys. So the other thing I was going to say is, you know, when she gets off the bus and then her phone rings and it's like a birthday tone. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like it's her st- turning 27, becoming the heir. Mm-hmm. And she goes like head rush or something like that. It almost gives her supernatural powers, but that goes away immediately. So the rest of it and the clip I showed you is her and Dolls training. She just trains like a badass. She doesn't actually have any superpowers, which makes it seem like she can do a jumping side kick yeah. all of a sudden. That doesn't stick. Oh, that wasn't like a part of the powers. No, she's oh just God. a badass. <laughs> like, no, no. I'm yeah. saying that, like, I think in the pilot which is probably shot way prior to the rest of the season being mm-hmm. shot. I think they were like, okay, it's going to give her powers, but it actually doesn't like the power is in yeah. the gun. The magic gotcha. is in the gun. She does a crazy, like back flip right in the beginning. And mm-hmm. I was just like, how the hell? But okay. yeah, it, the beginning action sequence was odd. Cause I feel like she just kind of fell on the ground and then was just laying there. And I remember thinking like, what the fuck is she doing? And then the ringtone starts singing happy birthday. Yeah, and she just said head rush and like started like falling out. And I was like, what the fuck is going on right now? Right. I, t- I got what that meant mm-hmm. based on just conversations I've had with you. But did you not really yeah. know what was going no, on? I mean, there? like I understood that the birthday thing had significance. Mm-hmm. I guess I didn't catch that it was had turned midnight. Maybe mm-hmm. I missed it on the phone. Like there yeah. was a clock or something. You but know what it always I, reminds I knew you of? The birthday had significance. Yeah. Because they, they, they like Waverly's like, yeah. happy birthday, sis. It's yeah. like Waverly or mm-hmm. which I love. They drop like other hints kind of throughout until they finally give you the reveal at the end but yeah that ringtone reminds me oh, of happy that day yes I oh you it's do... your birthday gonna pick up the I phone i had that written down i was like i'm saying that <laughs> <laughs> any chance i can bring up that movie I yeah will. i want to ask real quick yeah is, um i was i didn't want to look this up because i wanted to kind of have a guess on i see what kyle thought like live on the podcast of it says she's turning 27 how old do you think oh, the nice. actress was right in this scene like in when they shot season one do you think she was older or younger Mm, I, I honestly seems like a good age, but if I had to pick, I would say older. Yeah, I, I don't know. The I know answer. exactly. I would have guessed so she, she was like twenty nine here. She's almost forty right now, and she is sexy. Yeah, she only sexy. gets hotter. Like okay, so let she me is older say, than twenty seven. Yeah, yeah. So okay. I want to say season four, two and three are amazing too. Season four blew my fucking mind with like what they did with it. She is 
absolutely incredible. And I told the boys before they start this episode, just like focus on Melanie Scrifano and just how good she is as a lead, because Mm -hmm. I think a good show really hones in on what their characters can do, what their strengths are, and especially like relationships. And that's what the show does. They take the fact that she has all these amazing comedic beats and they just crank it up to fucking 100. She's so funny. And this episode is missing a lot of the quirkiness. You got a few from her. Really? Like, she, say, oh, yeah. my God, it is it is magician level quirky at some point. I swear. I swear. And I like she is badass. Like, I yeah. absolutely loved her. You can tell right off the beginning when they're on the bus. She she has the hero complex trait, how she's going to save the girl when no one else wants mm-hmm. to. So they give her that and they make her super bad. You By the end of this episode, you know, she's a badass. So she was on that motorcycle mm-hmm. like. She's awesome. I can already tell she's, she's going to carry this. She's amazing. Like Quentin from the magician. She's like a reluctant hero. Mm-hmm. And she just like assumes the position because she's like, here we go. She's so fucking flawed. Just like Quentin. She's just they should describe her as whiskey soaked and reckless, which I love. Oh, so shit. fucking hot. It's going to be whiskey on tap the whole series. I'm well, guessing. this is why I only drink whiskey. <laughs> you know this. Like, like it's slowly, even more so. Slowly your personality is changing. So did I miss it? But what? They might have told you right in the beginning, but what state is this supposed to take place in? Okay, that's amazing because in I've seen like a hundred hours worth of panels and podcasts for this. Uh-huh. They never say. Sometimes they're oh, using really? Canadian money. Sometimes they're using dollars. Sometimes it's like crazy. Oh shit! It's really? not yeah. meant that's to be. Really in a, I, I just assumed it was like Arizona or something. No, it's like it could be Canadian and it could also be. Do you see this like sinking? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the mic's just falling away from And you. it's Canadian. And- <laughs> How do I tighten this up? In the beginning of the episode, uh, Winona says like first time out west to the girl who gets her head ripped off from the bus. And sh- it's supposed to be like, just like a modern day old west. So mm-hmm. should I like go-, go through just the curse and everything? I, that's fine because I'm sure that's going to be early game stuff, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So the flashbacks give a lot of context of what the show is going to be and what what this curse really is. So Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday were like real gunslingers back in 120 18, years ago. Was like the 1860s or something. Yeah, like that, so it's mentioned. like the OK Corral. Um, Wyatt took down 77 outlaws with his gun called Peacemaker, which we find out um, all of those outlaws are resurrected as revenants. And at the time, Willa was the old, eldest daughter. So now we're present day. And Ward, which was the current Earp heir, gets killed, which we find out gets killed by Winona, which is fucking devastating. It's kind of like her origin story of everyone gaslighting her into thinking that she's crazy because you find out like Winona would just be at school being like demons fucking took my sister and they're like you're not so that's why when doll says demons she's like you fucking said it like they put me in the loony bin like what the fuck is this so they really flesh that out throughout the rest of the seasons but no way in hell that willa does not make an alive appearance at some point in the series right i'm talking to you not her um is willa dead like you I mean, think I just, she's not going to be a character even if she's like a fucking demon in some format there's no way the oldest sister isn't going to be a major plot point at some point okay i mean yeah i mean there's a little gray between her being a major plot point and her like coming back to like being an actual character really but i don't think i feel so. like i would I prefer that she didn't i like i would rather see like other heirs was will so is her. it supposed to be the oldest daughter no matter what yeah the eldest daughter is okay, the heir. So, I mean, I guess, so she'd probably be more like because then she would have been the one with the powers i guess but i don't know i think it's too easy to have that i mean it's too hard to not bring her back at some point i love that guess 
so just to finish, so Seven Revenants um, came to the homestead, took Willa, and then why not? Winona got Peacemaker and killed her dad trying to aim, which is just so fucking devastating. Like, Gus is being such a bitch to her in that one scene when she's like, you're as broke as they come, or whatever she mm-hmm. says. And I'm like, Jesus. Yeah. Gus sucks. Even even the sheriff is literally like, why'd you even come back, Winona? Like, everyone hates you, basically. <laughs> she's like, damn, what yeah. the fuck? It was funny that Gus scene, I because in my head, I because I was trying to write, you know, just some notes to, to like, double take everything that was happening yeah and i had started to say like oh she's kind of giving like the motherly routine and then she says that to her mm-hmm. and i was like okay more like the auntly routine because yeah. i don't think your mom would really say that to you so what do you guys think about the people of purgatory like the sheriff and people like do you think they know there's demons do you think no. well obviously the black badge uh what's his name dolls dolls he's definitely in on everything he explicitly says it so i don't know about like the bartender and maybe anyone that's non herb I think is is kind of just blind right now. They like mentioned the curse. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I guess there's no way to know whether they like think it's like a physical manifestation or it's just like the herbs just like consistently have bad luck mm-hmm. and that like bad things happen to them. Yeah. But they don't know that it's actually like, you know, mm-hmm. beings are coming back from some yeah. metaphysical realm to like torture their and torment their family exactly know that level of it so winona leaves and and of course like waverly is the sweetest little gal she turned me gay is basically the story here (laughs) i love me some waverly (laughs) yeah she was she was good you have no idea she is easily one of the the biggest keys to the whole plotline of the story Mm -hmm. like she doesn't get enough screen time in this episode um but she winona left to kind of like give Waverly a chance to be normal. And then when she gets back, Waverly just has like everything on the wall, like a badass, like a badass bitch. Yeah. I felt bad for her in that scene when like, uh, Winona finds everything. Yeah. And you could tell Waverly's like so proud of all the work that she did. Uh-huh. Like, she worked so hard to get it. And Winona's like, stop doing this. Mm-hmm. Like immediately throws it all in the mud, basically in front of her. And I was sitting there thinking like, damn, I, I kind of feel bad for Waverly. Yeah. But I like that. She has like that, you know, classic, like com- comedic sidekick relief character but i feel like you don't get it much from like a younger sister type character Mm -hmm. so i feel like i I like that that about her and i would be interested to see more she's the quirkiest cutest little gal (laughs) no i (laughs) definitely like like her she seems like she's just for the fucking ride of defeating this curse like yeah she's all about it yeah Yeah, she's also very smart like she's that smart side character in Mm -hmm. season two they bring in this character jeremy who's another incredible addition to the gang like they needed that one extra thing and then it's and then it's all rounded out and of course you haven't met nicole yet but i hope the squad is great dolls Dolls. dolls 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 okay i hate that name i hope well his name is xavier dolls yeah no, dolls I mean, is his last name i i hope he is like in it for the long run because honestly i never really gravitate towards like the official law yeah character but he's hot right but he just he was dominating the, <laughs> mm-hmm. the scenes that he was in just from an acting perspective not even like who his character is so i really liked every time he was on the screen he feels like he's going to be a great asset i love that you like him because yeah. i think it the demographic for the show is women mm-hmm. and gay women. And I feel like people don't really Hell love yeah, dolls. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like people don't really love dolls. Oh, really? Um, but I, lo- I love dolls. Yeah. He's a great character for this. I mean, all we know is this episode because I feel like using the term dominates. She, wise Winona, dominates every other person in every other scenario mm-hmm. except for dolls. Yeah, he controls situations. Yeah, and at the end, the mustached man in the in the bar. Sexual tension. Okay, let's well, yeah, talk about mustache man too. Because okay, because 
when you just before this podcast started, you just told me that he is from Shit's Creek. He's mutt. And you went upstairs and I just Googled a picture and I was it just blew my fucking mind. Yeah, it was the same character. Mm -hmm. I showed Kyle. He is just night and day. Is, yeah. Is this that it's is shouldn't it have been relatively close to the same time period it was filmed? Oh, 100 percent. Like exactly wild, the dude. same. I'm pretty sure because Shit's Creek character looks like he rubbed like like shoe shining yeah. black tar like all oh. over his like face and hair. Oh, because it's so thick and yeah, dark. It's so thick yeah. and black. And yeah. in this, it's like he has a like, nice like salt and pepper look. Kinda. They hire a guy that pretty much walks around with him all the whole series to fix his stash because that's oh his God, real ass really? stash. Awesome. So like they just, <laughs> yeah, it's oh, yeah. the behind the scenes that's of the so show good. is incredible. Yeah, but he's one of the best characters of the show. Where we're lacking in this episode is that this is a Winona-centric episode. Like, there is really no relationship building in this. Waverly and Winona are incredible. Mustache Man and Winona are incredible. Dolls and Winona are incredible. Waverly and anybody pretty much is just so fucking good. Mm -hmm. Some of the best, like, blow-me-away acting I've seen is on this show. And really? that's just because Melanie Scrivano is such a fucking yeah. powerhouse. I feel like with your perspective of, you know, you have the whole show. Mm -hmm. and you're saying that there's not much relationship building. I feel like they set a solid foundation oh, good. for her, like, interactions with almost everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And she has a pretty like consistent personality and how she reacts and interacts with everybody in the town. So it seems yeah. like if she just owns that specific role, she's going to fucking crush it. Yeah. I mean, her attitude is like a gold mine for these interactions. Yeah. She is basically Margot, except like she loves more people more openly. Mm. Mel or Winona does. Like Margot is like savage all the time and trying to like hide the fact that she actually loves people besides yeah. Elliot. A lot of the show hinges on her love for Waverly, Winona's love for Waverly and like doing anything she can to yeah. protect her family, this curse, like get rid of this curse type deal. Yeah, can I mean, anybody can use the gun? Mean. No. Like Waverly can't touch the gun and use it? Okay, so I'm not sure because I've been rewatching season one. I'm not sure if this is in this episode, but this the one of the revenants tries to grab the gun, right? Well, it's it's the mustache guy grabs it and holds it. Oh, yeah, that's fine. OK, so a re just spoiler alert, I guess revenants cannot touch the gun. It'll burn them. I think that happens in episode two. How did the mustache dude touch it? Isn't it assumed at the end when he's with all the revenants and they're doing their war party that? He's yeah, baby. Yeah. So I guess he's not a revenant, <laughs> but maybe he might be. I don't know. Like I could see him being just like a demon that is good. He's. <laughs> Classic. I will say another cool thing about this show is the lineage of all the characters is basically just like thrown up in the fucking air. It's like, who are these people yeah. really? Well, now that you're saying, I mean, I just wanted to get another guess on the board of like what you think. Is he going to be pure good? Like working with Wyona? Wynona? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> I mean, if it's purely based on what we saw in this episode, I would say no. Oh, you think he's going to be bad? I think he's going to help. But like now that I'm like, I, you have also haven't met the leader of the revenants who is just such a good villain. That was one of my notes is saying I definitely need a good badass lead. That's going to be the opposite because these cowboy revenants, they just didn't feel that threatening. They seemed a little yep. bit more goofy than like tension at all. So the show actually don't didn't you feel that this was barely sci fi? Like, besides the mention of the curse and some of the, like, yeah. changes, of this show gets way more sci-fi, way more goofy within its sci-fi, which is the best. Mm -hmm. Kind of like, I, I keep saying this, but magician-esque, where it's like they're in wacky mm -hmm. situations because of, like, just goofiness. You get a big deep dive on the OG curse. Like, you get flashbacks of all the OG sure, stuff, which yeah. in really cool ways, like, really clever ways. 
There's different creatures. There's way more information on Black Badge and Doll's whole backstory, which is great. Yep. But one of my favorite things, I'm not going to name him, but the leader of the Revenants has such a fucking cool backstory. And cool. it goes I'm all the way back to the beginning. Really looking forward to the leader of them. Of the 77? Yeah. 77. Well, is he one of them? Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's just weird because like I... Like my take on after the first episode was that the mustache man was going to be that character. Mm. Now I guess I can't talk about it from that angle because I know that it's not true now. Yeah, sorry. He definitely could have been like he had potential to be. But I also think it's he seems like he's going to help Winona just based on their like quick interaction. I feel like he could be. I don't know. I think he could yeah. be a man on the inside of yeah. just like the fucking well, I'm demons. Just saying, it's impossible for me to now not know that he's not a bad guy. Yeah, whatever. Well, I didn't say that. Well, that's true. But like, you know, so is the season I think I just was like scrolling on Netflix. Is it 12, 12, 12, 12 it's or something 13, like 13, 12, 12, 12. The first season has 13. And it's only four seasons, four seasons okay, done, wrapped up in the best way in the whole fucking world. I can't believe how good the wrap up was for season four. That's awesome. it's like done, 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 done. I thought they were trying to find a home for season five. It's. I think it might they might do like a movie later, which would be oh. cool. But it, it would need some sort of time jump because that's how well it wrapped up. It would need a big time jump for something else to happen. Yeah, there's yeah. just no way. It, it is excellent. That's excellent. Good. But yeah, so basically, I don't think I said this, but I thought it was cool that it's each herb air has to get all 77. And then if they don't, they die. And then when the next and die before they get the 77, when the next heir turns 27, they all resurrect, which is cool. I actually don't think they mentioned this till a later one, maybe, but you get more and more demonic each time you come back. They said that. Yeah. It's so, I love that. I'm like, cause they're like, if you'd spend time in hell, you'd be fucking crazy too. <laughs> so do we know if they have powers yet? The demons themselves, or they're just. So that's kind of the cool thing about demon of the week is they do. Okay. Mm -hmm. And episode four was like one of my favorites where I was like, oh, this is a cool demon. I like this one. This show is definitely. So it's when you say like demon of the week, I really hate those kind of shows. That Me do too. That. I'm willing to stick it out because it's so short, but like super, uh, not supernatural. Sorry. Smallville, like mm. the Superman origin story. That's like a bunch of seasons. And the whole first season is that. And I just could not get through because it it's just Superman fighting a random villain. Oh, that's basically yeah. Supergirl was like that season one. I like they that. need an overarching story, which comes in the middle of season one in this one. Good, um, cool. Yeah. But uh, yeah. So, okay, so here's the big question. Would you watch more? I would, definitely. I did just start The Expanse, but, like, I can I can parallel both of these at the same time. And yeah. This is going to be, I think, a lot quicker than The Expanse, too. Oh, you blow right through it. Also, yeah. what a great theme song. One day... Um, oh, I, that, I wrote that down. I fucking can really get behind the theme song. A few months ago, it was, like, winter. A winter Sunday, I watched the whole first season on in one day okay. and i was just like every time i was like -dum -dum -dum, like every time i heard it i was just like yeah. all right we're back it's yeah. short and sweet it's good it's no really, it's so does good it change at all through the series no that's dope. the only thing they change actually the cool thing about it is they change some of the visuals just so you can so like at the okay. beginning of every season you're like what's the visual nice, nice kind of nice. like magicians how they change the wall speaking yeah. of the music too i feel like like her personality combined with the soundtrack mm -hmm. is just like I'm going to use this term and like unironically, it's just like girl boss, very iconic yep. character. Like mm -hmm. I can see why a lot of people would latch on to her. Yep. They just like build the atmosphere around her really mm -hmm. well. And then she also actually, or obviously acts it very well. Yeah. I, I noticed a couple of the cringy one-liners though, definitely in this episode when, she, when she's about to get shot by her sister 
She's like, oh, this is the shittiest birthday ever or something like yeah. that. Like those kind of things. Mm-hmm. I love when Waverly's like, why don't you slip into something a little more comfy like a coma? That was a good one, though. I love it. In You're going to put someone into a coma with a shotgun. It's season four finale, the the series finale she does like so in that scene when she says that she kind of does this like eyebrow raise with the shotgun and she has like a a, she does the exact same thing in the series finale and everyone like lost their fucking mind this show does that they really do parallels well and um i'll just say this so the erpers fandom is like the fucking craziest fandom ever after season mid-season three they got renewed for a four and five on sci-fi but idw who funds it actually lo- like they couldn't fund it anymore. So they got canceled after season three. And then the Erpers like fundraised like fucking hell it was like fight for Winona. And they got a season four and it, and it was just so worth it. I've never, cause the, the cliffhanger season three, I would just die if we never yeah, got yeah. anything for it. This show gets so crazy. They go to the garden of Eden. Like it's fucking nuts. It's oh, awesome. No. It's dope. And um, season four, like the writers and, and Emily Andrus, the showrunner, like, it's just a reward for the Erpers for fighting. Yeah, it's also, that's like an insane story. I feel like the people who are making the show knew they had to make season four great then. If that's yep. how it came about, I feel like that's a whole different ballgame. It's the same like, thing as the magicians, right? Like, if you're going to get the fans yeah. to be that that passionate about it, you got to knock it out of the park. I've never seen a fandom like this, and I'm a part of it. Like, my Twitter is just out of control. <laughs> it's leader. still crazy. <laughs> it's still nuts. Like, I've never felt more rewarded to do the homework to go back and like watch all the panels from all the years the cast is so fucking funny and they love each other and it shows on the screen which is we love that shit yeah that's it, it yeah it's the chemistry of the characters really shows and the people who make the show are fucking amazing like i even there was a panel that was just the, a writer's panel like i watched an hour of the writers just talking and i know the writers by fucking name which is <laughs> out of like i used to go after my first rewatch and I watched all the panels, I I went back and like was like, oh, which episode am I watching? Who wrote this episode? Who directed it? Like, I was so insane. It's crazy. Yes. I just love it. I love it. What'd you say? You were so insane. Oh no, I know. <laughs> I know. Uh, now that I'm rewatching it again, I'm like, oh no, I'm falling back into it. <laughs> well, who wrote this episode? Emily Andrews wrote the pilot. Okay. Yeah. Um, she's the showrunner and she did Lost Girl, which was another sci-fi show. So there's a a lot. The show is big on representation and like the barrier gaze trope. But like it is crazy how how many panels talk about the Lexa thing. Why Nona Paddles talk about Lexa because this is the same thing. So they aired in the same year. 2017 mm-hmm. was when or right around that time was when Lexa died on the hundred. And spoiler alert, there is a. a lgbtq couple waverly and we haven't met nicole yet but so she gets shot one of them gets shot at the end of the season they obviously survive but emily andrews went on record being like i'm not gonna kill them like i'm not gonna kill them you can relax they're they're safe like i'm not burying your gaze so she did lost girl and that's a premise of they're like fey there's like dark and light fey and Bo, the main character was like a bisexual succubus it was actually really cool i watched four seasons recently but it's on cwc it's a, an impossible platform to watch things yes, on it definitely is. it's the worst it's, it, hbo max is my yeah. number one enemy for streaming platforms <laughs> no. but the cw website is terrible yeah so i was watching it on that while i was working from home but now that i'm not working from home i just can't find time to like torture myself on cwc <laughs> that makes me so happy that waverly gets into another relationship because champ. her and champ yeah i was glad that doesn't work out because yeah. that was never going to happen. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. He Wait, sucks. that just reminded me though. I had a question. What the other creep that was in the bar that she knew from high school or 
I don't know if she knew from high school from the small town, the one that gets his tongue ripped out. Yeah, that's the worst part of the sh- the episode, the tongue getting but, ripped out. That's that just great. not what that's just not what a tongue would look like getting ripped out. But she <laughs> there's knew, no blood. She <laughs> knew who he was, which implies that he was always alive. Like, no, I don't think she knew who he was. Doesn't she? Oh, she didn't. I think she knew. Like yeah. in the bar when she's he just walks up to her and starts fucking with her. for no Yeah, reason. I think he, I think she knew him. But so my question is, how was he just a rev? Like, was he just a demon like forever? Yeah. Like if Ward didn't kill him, he would just still be around. Like some oh, people might have okay. been like re- resurrected once and have just like safe because they haven't mm-hmm. been haunted and killed by the earth. So, yeah, like. Just to let you know, they're in purgatory currently, but the curse is in the entire Ghost River, River Triangle, which is like thousands and thousands and thousands of miles. Okay. So it's like it's so big, like a revenant could go to the corner of it and hide like they could go. And and some do, like you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's hard to get all 77. It's not just like some of them are just fucking stupid, like hanging out at the bar, taunting her, being like, you're so cursed. Yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's why they're like stupid. Carl, rip your tongue okay. out. I totally you know? took it that she didn't know him. She just knew champ. Yeah, but like you're right though, he would have been exactly the same when she was five or mm-hmm. when he was so like he wouldn't have aged at all. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So but yeah, Jesus yeah. Christ, when she when he rips the fucking tongue out of his mouth yeah. and just steps on it and I like he's that. and he just yeah, I mean, I he like lets it too. the it dry look blood like be there for the whole episode. I, <laughs> well he just fucking doesn't give a fuck at that point. I would say I my number one complaint was like the action sequence, like Luke said at the end. Yeah, like, okay. Even beyond the kick. Just like the timing of, I mean, mm-hmm. I watch anime, so I'm I'm perfectly okay with like the timing, superhero timing and stuff. Yeah. yeah, but like it just felt very like disjointed mm-hmm. and not fluid, and it was like yeah. everyone could have died mm-hmm. and probably should have died. Yeah, I mean, like especially when she like shoots out the thing, it's like he has a gun to her and he's about to, he knows he's gonna die. It's like then just shoot her, hurry up, yeah, just exactly. do it. Yeah, it gets so much better, especially the action sequences because there are a ton of them. Yeah. Like this is like. I feel like she has a lot of potential to just kick ass. Oh my god, she's so good. Is is like luck of your bullet part of the curse? Like when she shoots, she obviously wasn't aiming to hit off of the the metal fan, then ricochet and hit him. Like, is that part of I think or is that just a boring writing? I think that her being able to now do these like crazy ninja kicks is stupid and and that doesn't stick. But the there is it is a magic gun. Okay. Right? That's cursed and has like you can see in the inside there's almost like a spell carved like into glyphs, the gun. Yeah. yeah. So like I think that that's yes, I think it is okay. like magic. Not luck, sense. but magic. So was she missing the the sign because it wasn't a demon? It's not meant for that kind of shooting? Yeah, I I think so. Okay. Mm-hmm. It makes sense. She was standing like right there and she was like Yeah, and know. it's nice because they do throughout the series show her training, show her shooting, show her like the, she's not just like all of a sudden badass gotcha. she's they show her and like she, there's a scene in the next episode where she's like only i can handle the gun and she like spins it and just like flies her off the, and That's it's good. just like, like that. yeah it's a self-aware like it's she's supposed to be flawed and mm-hmm. and good. it's good yeah very I, good I, speaking on this like kind of quote-unquote final scene it's not really but um she like grabs her sister she grabs waverly's legs to like give her the air back and then she says like deep breath and then whatever kicks the guy and like stands there and stares at him for like a second like yeah i did that <laughs> while waverly is fucking hung behind her and i was thinking like yo go get her like what are you doing yeah, yeah. and then dolls comes on like a boss mm-hmm. i love how he parks the car opens the door for them to get into the car yeah. and then shuts the door behind them. So you good? Yeah. yeah. He's so I, yeah, even her just like little thing, like, could you have gotten a bigger car or something? Like she's just always taunting dolls, but 
what do you think about the fact that it wasn't dolls that covered them? It was yeah, mustache yeah, man. Yeah. Um, like I said, I, I think it's I think there's a chance that he's if he's not going to be pro Winona, he could at least be a neutral faction that isn't just pure demon. Mm-hmm. That's just where I'm at right now. Yeah. I just liked his potential as someone who like like Luke had mentioned earlier, the three revenants that we met. I guess technically met four, but the three who hatched the plan mm-hmm. were clearly like low level not much thought went into it yeah so i think the potential of the show to like keep introducing us more and more intense revenants as winona herself grows yeah is like sky high Mm -hmm. i think that's like the thing i would be most backstory obviously but that concept of revenants and their variety and how strong they are and Mm -hmm. smart they are and then at the same time as winona grows that's what i would be most interested in to watch yeah the big bads are really good but also kind of the politics of it all like black badge ends up kind of being like the enemy at some point because of just like they say like they bombed maldito because it was too far gone so they just bombed the whole place like they didn't want to why not as fighting so they don't fucking bomb purgatory at any time you know what i mean it also seems like there's no way she would just take the the black badge deputy and be like, okay, I'm just part of the squad now. Yeah. Well, it's not her personality, just be a cop. Yeah. She's sharp, so sharp, though. When he shows the badge, he's like, what's that black? I don't recognize. Like, someone show me a fucking badge. I could show me one that they bought at the Halloween store. Mm-hmm. And I'd be like, damn, this guy's legit. Like, <laughs> yeah. she could spot his thing and knew something was off about it. Yeah, like, I don't know. You didn't do two stints in juvie. And I'm I know. for uh, some questioning in a B&E case. <laughs> yeah. In the bleaker case. <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what she said, she's like a uh, couple stints with the banditos too. Like she was running with like a fucking Sons of Anarchy type crowd. Love that about her. She's so hot. <laughs> she has a little butterfly knife that she just fucks around When with. she was like, <laughs> like to champ on his chest, I was like, yeah. sexy. I, I the better dolls, was dolls right after, when she yeah. just turns around and yeah. he's right behind her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was cool. That was she like rocks o- him in the face too. Like she, And like then you Octavia. could tell, right? You could tell her face was like, oh, fuck, I just, like, really punched uh, like a, a cop. A cop. <laughs> yeah. With yeah. some suspect. <laughs> I have two other things I want to talk about. The okay. first one is just, I, I don't know if you've ever seen, either of you two ever seen the show Supernatural, Mm-mm. but it is just, like, you could tell that this has roots from that. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a very similar type of networking show, right? It's just, like, all about the family and the backstory, and it's all demons, you mm-hmm. know, Supernatural is, though. And just like the flashback is such a key part of Supernatural that gets, keeps getting brought up through the seasons. Yep. And I just have a feeling there's going to be so much, so much more deep content to go into with the backstory and her father and like mm-hmm. her shooting her father and stuff like all that. I just just linking it like that. I think it, it's, it seems very supernaturally. Yeah, I would agree with yeah. that. That's interesting too, because I was going to say that I can't think of a show that I could compare this to. But I've never seen Supernatural. Yeah, it's pretty similar, at least the start. It's nice that it was sci-fi because, uh, especially in season four, they bumped it to a mature rating and a 10 o'clock time slot. So they're just like, like one episode, they say fuck like 80 times, I feel like. They're just like, fuck this, fuck that, like everything. And then like, oh, it's so good. Because especially when Waverly starts cursing, it's the best because she's just like a sweet little dummy the whole time. Like she's (laughs) so like prudish in the way she speaks. But then all of a sudden she's like, fuck this, fuck that. It's so badass. Does she break up with the guy? Like, is he not important? champ yeah. he's kind of like the um the joke of the series because okay, like so he's still in it he's in it for uh, some of season one and yeah. then and then her and nicole start having like the intro of them is so good in, in episode two nicole just comes in confident as hell mm-hmm. and hits on her and you're like oh shit like i watched this show because one luke's dad my brother-in-law kept telling me about it 
And then like on my feeds, like Tumblr and stuff, I kept seeing scenes from it. So I was spoiled a lot because I just it just kept coming up like mm-hmm. it runs in the same circles of shows I watch. So I'm yeah. like, so I knew going in that they were going to be together. So I was just waiting for it. It was like <laughs> sexual tension. So good. I love it. <laughs> but yeah. This show gave me the courage for me to come out. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. That's it's good. good. Shit. Mm-hmm. That's why I watched it 18 times. It took it took me that, that <laughs> many times through to be like, I got this. <laughs> and now other, I'm in a happy relationship. The other thing you. I wanted to bring up, though, was definitely maybe this is more for you, Kyle. But I just felt that the music score was just Peaky Blinders, basically, like just badass, like rock music yeah just every time she does something cool it's just good background stuff it, it was giving me peaky blinders it really accentuates her character yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's like it, tommy it's, shelby baby. yeah it's a great part <laughs> of it this is one of the shows where every title of the episode is a song title oh really oh, yeah wow. mm-hmm. well, a, a lot was, of shows actually do this that was purgatory but, right yeah purgatory yeah, that's kind of spot easy. on right on yeah. those <laughs> yeah, yeah just to reiterate the intro song was pretty fucking awesome so yeah it was good i'm interested again i'm gonna say this too because i feel like you have your own perspective of the entire show yeah and, you know you're not downplaying the the pilot but my perspective of the pilot was that they gave us a lot of information i feel like they set yeah. a really good foundation mm-hmm. i feel like they answered a lot of questions that they raised in the mm-hmm. same episode also like really quickly sometimes she says to herself twice in the beginning, she says, we like were armed. Yeah, that was weird that she says we're armed. Mm-hmm. And then at the end or when she first goes to the homestead and is welcoming back to the truck and she says, we have to do something mm-hmm. and then pauses and immediately says, I'm talking to my truck again or something like that. Yeah. And I was like, oh, like that was a question that I had. And then they immediately answered it. Mm-hmm. It happens again. It happens multiple times. Yeah. And then I was shocked that they gave us the backstory of her shooting her dad. Yeah. I didn't episode. expect that either. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like they did a good job of raising some yeah. questions answering them but also giving us a good like overarching mystery that like keeps you wanting to to watch more yeah because i feel like it's easy for a pilot to just be kind of boring and nothing really happens yeah and i thought this episode was a really nice blend of like nice. action shit was happening we're figuring some things out but like the things we're figuring us out want makes me want to know more mm-hmm. there's obviously more behind it yeah so i thought from that perspective it was like a almost like a home run yeah bitch love to hear that mm-hmm. <laughs> you a little biased for me talking it up for so long for a year <laughs> no i would say no if, if anything it would be the opposite of like you <laughs> no. keep talking and i'm like yo fuck this show like, i disagree True. i think i liked it more having of listened to kathleen for all this time because again lowered your expectations for all the cgi stuff yeah so that that stuff hit a little bit better and just the expectations of it just being a straight rise show i think it was great i appreciate you giving us that yeah all that background information to go into it with because it makes it a little bit better i think my cgi warnings it's not as bad in this one the so i'm on episode five on my rewatch the um bad guys in two and three are so corny mm. that it's like i think that's what i was thinking of because the first ones are just some like goofy revenants you know what i mean but yeah. as you go on they're just a little bit cringy but i still love it like i don't really give a fuck i'm like she's gonna kill them anyway who cares like i i'm like yeah, more interested in our heroes like waverly dolls winona of course mm. and mustached man i would say for like this pilot did a pilot's job yeah totally Mm-hmm. It's like similar, even probably better than the 100. That's like one. Wow, guess, you think? Not like a parallel I'll make, but I feel like, yeah, looking no. back at the 100 episode. Sorry, no. What are you, Dave? Yeah, fuck <laughs> off. I don't think the 100 episode pilot is bad. Yeah, but I feel right. Like, I don't know. I, in terms of, I feel like there was just more in this episode mm-hmm. than there was in the 100 episode. I feel yeah. like everything that happens in the 100 episode is like really self contained to like 
them on earth mm -hmm. and that issue and i feel like we were had a little more broader yeah issues kind of in this episode and i just like that Wyatt and doc were real ass people and like this is this is sci-fi based in truth like this is this is what would happen if they got fuck if wider got cursed 120 years ago and this is the this is that universe which i like i'm like that's fucking cool and my dad like my dad watched it and really liked it this is the only type of thing where i'm like a western like it doesn't it's not actually western it's like a modern western but like mm -hmm. i fucking hate western like i can't watch a western movie that shit sucks to me, but this is so fucking good. And I like, I like the badassness of of Winona. It's female led the whole fucking time, and it's badass. Reminds right me of the the prime of Westworld a little bit. Oh yeah, that I could watch too. I guess. <laughs> yeah, right. I, I like that too. No, I'm the same way. I usually don't gravitate gravitate towards westerns at all. Mm -hmm. But good premise. I liked it. I think it was um, something I could definitely watch. I wish you would. I might. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so we are here at the end of the episode, and for this style, Pitchtown TV, we're going to do a how you review it, how you rate it, right? The rooks, the people who haven't seen it before are going to rate it. So these are our three categories. We got one, we got must binge. You're going to binge it real quick right now at this moment. Two, add it to the list. You'll get to it hopefully yeah. at some point. And three, and for that reason, I'm out. And Perfect. you got to give a good old reason for why you will not be watching it. Kyle, I'll step up and go first. I will add it to the list. One part of that is because uh, I have a, like a small window of like available time to like watch TV at the moment. I'm like really into the Sopranos. So that's just where my head's at with it. I really enjoy the show. I will add it to my list and then make an effort to like get it on other people's lists. Love that. That's where I'm at. Okay. So just how I'm taking these ratings real quick and just it'll support of what my decision actually is. When I'm thinking of must binge, that means like it's going to be done within two or three weeks. And when I think of add it to the list, it's going to be done within two to three months. And then obviously the last one would be you're not watching it. So with that being said, this guy watches a lot of fucking TV. Yeah, I do. That's that. With that being said, I'm going to have Winona be added to the list, except with the caveat of being pretty high on that damn list right yeah now. baby i'm not promising i'm gonna have this watched in the next couple weeks but i definitely can make this a priority and i i think it's gonna make me and K kathleen's relationship better if i do so <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. yeah i will love you guys i didn't think i could love you too anymore but after this episode <laughs> my god it's also tough in the summer i'm a bit busier in the summer my, I agree my weekends that. are a little more clogged up yeah me too know? i totally think a lot of shows that are on par with winona you know Shows that any of us hosts are passionate about, all you got to do is sit down and watch the first one. You mm -hmm. get into it. That's really the challenge. So now that I've done it and I have the premise, I have the yeah. character and idea in my head, I'm way more likely to just next time I'm sitting down and watching TV, willing to throw this on. So mm -hmm. it's also really funny that we talk about how, especially with TV shows, your list never gets smaller. Mm -hmm. You just keep adding to it. And yeah. now we're introducing this whole pitch down it's series to our podcast. And the list, I'm just thinking my list is just going to get bigger and bigger. <laughs> and you know, bigger. <laughs> it's tough because for my favorite episode, I mean, we we were on for just under two years. So I did. We, we dropped one a week. I did a, almost 100 episodes for that. Mm -hmm. And I had to tell people I'm not going to watch this show. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. And shout out. I know Matt Kelly's going to be listening to this. Uh, poor guy everyone he pitched i'm like if i had an unlimited amount of hours i would definitely watch this show but i just don't have the time and i have to be more selective with my shows so there's a bunch of ones that i'm like so sorry i'm not gonna watch yeah. this and, and for that, that reason, reason i'm, I'm out, out. <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna be ruthless i'm yeah. so willing to say fuck off i'm not watching this show mm -hmm. so 
Don't think I'm sucking up to you because you're it's, here and this is your show. It's very vulnerable to pitch your favorite show oh and hope God. that like I yeah, you might have gotten off easy on the first episode. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Because so we have a lot of ideas we're throwing around and we're going to have people who aren't Binchtown members come on and do shows. But we ourselves have so many that we want to pitch to each other. Yeah, this but is such a good, a good one for me too, that. Yeah, there's going to be if you're listening, you're, there's going to be a lot of new voices probably popping around. Yeah. Binchtown TV. New yeah. residents and trusted Binchtown. confidants. Yeah, mm-hmm. true, 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 true. Yeah, love we're going to switch up the typical sci-fi and fantasy. For the most part, I think people are going to be coming on here. So a lot of people will be pitching those kind of shows, of course, but going to be expanding our repertoire of what we're listening to mm-hmm. here. So, And I'm just going to wrap this up with a quick bang, kill, marry, best friend. Mm-hmm. So since there's really like four main characters, we'll do all of them. So we're going to do Winona, Waverly, Dolls, and Mustache Man. <laughs> Shorty doesn't count. Oh, for Shorty. What kind of best friend Shorty? Yeah, that's true. We could do Shorty. He honestly had more lines than Mustache Man, I nah, think. Nah, Mustache Man's a guy. Okay, so I'll start, and I am going to bang Winona. Is that girl freak? We love, we love. Um, She's badass. You'll see throughout the series, she's just the fucking coolest. It's tough not... Actually... Mm, I, no, no, no. I take it back. I take it back. I take it back. I am marrying Waverly. We'll start with that. Hands down. She's my bae. She stays my bae forever. Winona's my best friend. She's the coolest. Maybe she'll kiss me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're gonna, you're even kiss. though I married her sister. Yeah, her sister. <laughs> um, anyway, so then I'm I'm going to um kill mustache man and i'm gonna bang dolls because that boy hot <laughs> that boy is sexy and he can control that gun you know what i'm saying yeah i don't know <laughs> if you can really get into your thoughts without being too spoily so i can just give predictions on what i'm doing here but i'm gonna best friend dolls because i think he's got the clout he's got the pool he's gonna yeah. be the homie that i i just you could just tell he already is taking a protector role with winona even though it's partly based in blackmail and stuff like that mm-hmm. but like he's gonna save her ass and i'm sure she's gonna save his ass a bunch of times love that seems like a great best friend for now i'm gonna marry winona because she's just hot and fun and Mm -hmm. does cool shit yeah but with the caveat that waverly has the option looks wise to take the place of who i will eventually marry (laughs) so for now i'm gonna bang waverly i need more of her to really put her over winona Mm -hmm. and then mustache man gets the kill until i hear more words coming from his mouth Mm -hmm. (laughs) he's sexy too oh my god like he's mutt dude what the fuck i know he's so sexy so i will i'm gonna marry waverly because although it it is like a running joke it's a thing that i i do like older women um (laughs) she just seems like a, a better match to marry I don't I think that what what's her aunt's name again? Gus. Gus. Is she was kind of being mean to her, but like Winona is like kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's something I would just oh, at the one episode she's hop so broken. on the bandwagon to marry. Yeah. But I'll bang her. Yeah. <laughs> what I can do is bang her. Yeah, what I can do is bang her. <laughs> because she makes multiple references herself that she's good in the bedroom. So uh, we'll see how that goes. And then best friend definitely dolls because he just showed me more than Mustache Man. Yeah. And Mustache Man still has that vibe of he could be a bad guy. So I'm going to obviously just kill him and won't have to worry about it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Love that. Also, one more thing about Gus. How about when she's giving the eulogy and she says the first time she sees him, she basically was like, this is an incest child. Man. Yeah. He is fucked town. Like that, yeah. how closely related land. are his parents? Like, Jesus Christ, this is a roast in the in the uh, the um, I must the, technically the closed captions, but the subtitles, it says chuckling. <laughs> like no one laughed. Just like people like pity laughed at that joke. They were like, like yeah, people weren't really laughing. <laughs> I thought that was funny. 
All right. So that's the episode. That's our first official recording of Pitch Town TV. That was Winona Earp, and everyone fucking loved it. <laughs> yeah. I, it's, it's like, yeah. It's good that it was Winona Earp. Yeah. That show deserved to be mm-hmm. the first show that we did for Pitch Town. If you like what you heard, give us a follow on Bingetown TV on Instagram. Check out our website. Follow us on Twitter. We're all over the place. We cover a bunch of different shows, including the magicians and boys and Alice in Borderland and all the Haunting of Hill Houses, the hundreds. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, just keep going. We're, We're awesome. Yeah, we yeah, are cursed, fucking awesome. Um, curse, a big one for us. The only season ever of Curse we carried. I yeah, mean, we covered well, boy, it. Boy, we did. We boy, we did. <laughs> Well, yeah, thanks for listening. And we're going to be back with a lot more content, a lot of good pilots. We're going to pitch that shit to you. This is Pinch. <laughs> this is Binge Town and Pitch Town TV. And thanks for listening. Love you guys. Love Short you guys. <laughs> and for that reason, we out. <laughs> nice. Tell that devil to take you back, take you back, take you back. Oh,